just think, you know, you have to deal with what's possible politically, and that is just not something that is possible politically at the moment. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Welcome back, listeners. Whoa. We're delighted to be back for season two. We're very excited by it. For this show... What are we going to be talking about? Well, we've got some really, really good stuff, as ever. Well, we're going to do a quick sort of roundup of what happened while we were away in the summer. Yeah, Ashley and I both went on really, really long holidays. So um, we're going to do a, a little bit of a... I did, Ashley didn't. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a roundup um, on what's happened since you last saw us. Um, then we're going to be talking about what we've been scoffing, uh, mm-hmm. which for those who haven't listened before, uh, is our usual segment. And sometimes it involves eating strange things or sort of bizarre delicacies live on that, the podcast live on the podcast um not and today though then we've also got an absolutely cracking interview we do we have got an interview with uh, carrie mccarthy who is the labor mp for bristol east um and we spoke to her we went to the house of parliament it was all very exciting and we spoke to her about all kinds of things everything from how she became a vegan to what she thinks about Extinction Rebellion and so some interesting insight onto Jeremy Corbyn's eating habits as well. Ooh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. First, we're going to crack on with what you've missed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have been away for a little while. So lots of exciting things have happened though. Yeah, this, I think it's time for a brand new segment, don't you? What, like what's been happening or something? No, or... no, I see why am I. Okay. What does that mean, Ash? <laughs> I should know, shouldn't I? <laughs> In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Yes. Very good. I could be a millennial Um, after all. You can not. (laughs) But anyway, um, so in case you missed it, we've got four fun facts, um, stuff that you might have missed over the summer. I just thought we'd do a quick recap. Fun facts is vegan egging it a bit, but anyway, go on. Vegan egging? Well, you're saying egging the omelette, but you... (laughs) Can you like vegan egging it? <laughs> okay, anyway. Right, fact number one. Speaking of vegan eggs, let's do that one first. Oh, then. okay, go on then. Go. So, okay, been loads of really good new stuff actually, hasn't there? Including yep. Wagamama's. Yeah. Did that really weird thing with Gas Oakley. Oh, they did, the vegan egg, which actually, I mean, it's more than a vegan egg, isn't it? It's a it's a bowl that features a egg made of coconut stuff. And there were some seitan strips going on yep. in there, and it was like, have you tried it? Yeah. It's good. I, I've had it a few times now. It's nice, yeah. Okay. It's very healthy. It's like you go out for a wagamama and you feel um, sort of quite... Uh, what's that word? <laughs> Completely... Full. <laughs> Not full, no. Virtuous. Virtuous. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a it's been a while since we've actually done vegan curious, so I'm since completely tongue tied. Since you've used the word virtuous as exactly. well, but there you go. Um, so yeah, high street giants have been wading in basically. So, but you know, okay, so it's in London only. Coco de Mama, they did their bacon sandwich, BLT. Nice. What else? And there's a horrendous story about a woman who basically asked for a vegan BLT, and let's just say they gave her the meat one. Oh, oh dear. Um, Cafe Nero. Cafe Nero, yeah. They've done mm-hmm. their kind of vegan toasty, which yep. is good. Have you had tried that yet? No, I haven't tried the vegan toasty. But I know for a fact you've been to Subway, though. I have been to Subway. I had the vegan, what's it called, the vegan patty. Yeah. Um, Any good? So, I w- well, yes, it was nice, but I will caveat that I've only been to Subway once in my life. Okay. In addition to this time when I went okay. and had the vegan Subway. But yeah, it was nice. I mean, it was a sandwich, but it was good. It's okay. Yeah, it was all right. Um, any other vegan giants wading into this? Well, the other big story, space? I guess, is around Pret. So right. Pret announced vegan versions of four of their main sandwiches. So there's going to be 
like a tuna baguette that's kind of chickpea based um and um there's a mock duck thing going on oh, okay vegan yeah. bacon which it's only gonna be in the veggie stores but it's coming any time in november i think oh right okay brilliant um okay so the second thing that you might have missed lewis hamilton lewis hamilton why what's happened to him <laughs> nothing is fully uh, fully alive and plant-based fortunately for us um he's launched something called neat burger which is supposedly the first mainstream vegan fast food chain so yes and we wrote about this on our blog check it out vegancuriousuk.com and got so many people on there it was amazing but um i think the you know the interesting thing with with him is that it's He's got 14 stores planned in the next two years. Yeah, I think they've opened the first one near Oxford Circus in London. Yeah, just off Regent Street. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. got another one West London somewhere, and then they're, they're going nationwide pretty speedily. Um, and then they're the taking plan. over the world. That's his big plan. Absolutely. He's probably got the cash to do it, though, as well. Probably, yeah. And he's known for his speed. So, <laughs> sorry, that was really horrendous. But he, um, um, he said there's been a bit of a bit of a backlash for Paul Lewis though as well you know because he has been actually fair play to him he's been very upfront about people becoming vegan for environmental reasons which yeah. has obviously led to people saying the obvious thing which, which is, is that a fast food chain is not very sustainable thanks very much Lewis. no more to the fact that he's a formula one driver and he's off around the world burning up probably his personal carbon emissions are uh, probably what you burn through in a year he does in about two days but yeah God, but people find him. a reason to moan about everything, won't they? Well, yeah, um, no, great. Right, the third thing is, the third thing is, the game changers. So it's linked to what we've just been talking about. How clever is that? It's exactly. Um, the game changers is a new film on Netflix. Watch it. I loved it. It was, it was, I think the first one of these documentary type things. Yeah. That has a broad appeal, and it's not playing on the absolute classic vegan violin which is like oh you know don't eat cows like it's a terrible thing what we'll do is we'll take you to a slaughterhouse and show you cows dying in order to convince you mm. that you should be in a plant-based diet this was much more based on like facts figures data um there were some really fascinating interviews in there they got they went really deep into b12 as well and actually what they were saying is like something like a third of the uk population vegan or not has a b12 deficiency wow so so many fascinating things i'd really recommend it also it featured an interview with arnold schwarzenegger which i loved a lot and was the reason that i watched it um but You're it's really fan then oh yeah yeah absolutely i can't, I can't imagine you terminated it anyway, oh no don't on. get me started um no i love him he's fabulous um so there was that uh, that is a, a pretty big kind of vegan culture moment i reckon i reckon that will be remembered for did years did they have any footballers on there did they i don't know no i'm asking you i haven't watched it yet no i don't think what like hector bellerin or someone no no, no, I, don't, no. I don't think so no there was a few other the, faces because the, the bbc did get um jermaine genus ex of tottenham oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> Woo! basically well they, you know he did a plant plant-based diet for a for a week and he interviewed a lot of footballers, oh, yeah. several footballers. And he went to Forest Green Rovers. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, which yeah, Which yeah. we will be doing at some point club. as well. Yeah. Exactly. No, one of the things that they did go into, though, um, was actually uh, fertility, male fertility in particular. And that is really <laughs> worth it. And they did it with some American football players in the US. And honestly, it was just one of the most hilarious conversations that I have ever 
listen to. They just, I mean, they basically were wetting themselves. They couldn't cope. They were just laughing this so is, much. This is a family show. So, uh, yeah, you know. but it's anyway, for anyone who's <laughs> interested in uh, how veganism affects your fertility, go and, have a, go and have a watch. It's definitely worth it. So in every episode, we have a discussion of what we've been eating. Yeah, scoffing. Scoffing. We've all been scoffing. We try and scoff interesting and new things and then venture an opinion on them. Yes, absolutely. So, well, Ashley likes to venture lots of opinions on lots of different things, not exclusively food. But um, I've been, like, I have discovered the best vegan thing I've ever tasted. Uh, that is that is incredibly bold. And I have to say, it's actually been on sale for nearly a year and I've only just tried it. How depressing is that? What is it? So, Papa John's. Okay. Interest peaked already. I love a pizza. So, so, okay, but they do these things called um, scrolls. So, basically what they are, are like dough balls with, and they use um, um, cheese, which is made by Butte Island, you know, the Scottish company. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I've never really, you know, got a handle on the stuff, but this is fantastic. But it's got one fantastic ingredient. Is Marmite. Oh my gosh. Uh, they are so good. You know, you can have them like dinner, breakfast, every <laughs> single meal. Uh, honestly, they are the the most most exciting vegan y kind of like fast food I've had in about six months. Wow, that's interesting. And the pizza's good as well, you know, they have like a vegan sausage as well. Yeah, yeah. And mushrooms and stuff. Okay. Papa John's pretty expensive, to be fair. Yeah. But um but yeah, honestly, loved it, loved it. Brilliant, amazing. What else What else have you been scoffing? Well, the other thing I found that I really, really liked is, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, but I'm going to go with uh, Naturli. They're a Danish company. Okay. And they've got two completely, you know, products that are completely different from each other. But one is their vegan block. Have you tried that? Vegan so, block? So basically, it's oh, vegan butter. it's a butter. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it on the shelves. And I, I, I mean, I'm, so I pre-vegan i never ate butter anyway so i'm it's oh, i'm okay. not target demo for this but so um yeah so it's, it's total game changer i have to say you try it and it's like it just tastes much more like butter it's got a richness it melts yeah. really well it's just a million miles away from the yeah. flora pure stuff that you've been having which is generally okay but this is you know this is the, the the best butter and i mean even i've tried some of the artisan vegan butters as well in the past and for me this one works. What is and it? It's what is it made expensive. of? Coconut oil. Oh yeah. Is yeah. that dodgy? Oh, I just don't like um, coconut cheese either. I only like the nut-based cheeses. So well, maybe I'm, you I might don't know. like this. It's just it's just really really creamy. But anyway, back to okay. na- Naturaline. Naturaline. The yeah. other thing they've got is this this fake vegan mince, which is fantastic. Mm. Really really good. Uh, you know, it's not that expensive. It's about three four quid. Basically, you can. You can put it, fry it, turn it into bolognese, or yeah. you can create like a steak out of it. You can sort of squidge it together, and it's really, really good. Where do you, where can you get it from? Do you know? Mm, yeah, it... I think it's Waitrose, Sainsbury's. I think it's in two or three of the big supermarkets. Okay. But it's a, you know, they are my favourite new vegan company, definitely. Oh, brilliant! One oh. to watch then. And what about you? What have you uh, been eating? Then? I so I went on a little holiday. Oh yeah, so. So you've been reminding us. Yes, I have indeed been reminding everyone. Um, for went, a very long time. I did go for a little while. I went on a uh, road trip. We ate, honestly, really well pretty much everywhere that we went. Um, except for, you know, 
towns that were outside of like main cities and stuff like that that was a bit challenging but but taco bell great oh, vegan yeah, options yeah. really yeah. great vegan yeah, options yeah no good in the uk too um, we also ate the impossible whopper oh what was so, that like um it was good like it was good it tastes like a burger this is burger king yeah? It, yeah, yeah 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 so the impossible whopper burger king it, it, it tastes like a beef burger now the thing is I don't really like beef burgers. So for me, it wasn't really... But don't my like other half... Don't like butter, don't like beef burgers, don't like mayonnaise. I oh know, I was basically made for veganism. Anyway, my husband loved it and it was... Um, yeah, so so okay, that was good. good. Um, but what we did do is we discovered a place called Earth Burger, which okay. is in Texas. They've got three stores now, I think. And I honestly think that they are going to explode. I think that the burgers were fabulous. Wow. Really, really good. Um you could get it in a whole wheat bun you could get like homemade slaw you know it's quite kind of but it was a chain and it's clearly designed to be a fast food chain yeah um so lewis hamilton's got competition also if you're interested in any more hints and tips i did a little food uh odyssey of dallas and that's on the blog as well um and it was yeah just a fabulous place to be a vegan actually unexpectedly fabulous place wow. to be a vegan So we're really excited now to have an interview with Kerry McCarthy. So Kerry is the MP for Labour MP for Bristol East. Um, she's famous for being the only vegan in the Houses of Parliament. Well, she was for a long time. There's three or four more of them now. Um, we're really, really grateful. She took time out from a very, very busy schedule um, to uh, to discuss all kinds of stuff with us: Extinction Rebellion, Jeremy Corbyn's eating habits. Anyway, gonna shut up now and let's hear the interview. So here we are in the Houses of Parliament or next to the building next to the Houses of Parliament and we have with us Kerry McCarthy who's the MP for Bristol East. Kerry is you know not doing anything this week at all you know. <laughs> um, it's actually the day of uh, uh, well it's the ongoing it's, it's Brexit day every day in the Houses of Parliament. Every day is Brexit day. But you know who knows there may be a, uh, there may be a, a vote going on today but, uh, but thank you so much for taking out time um, to, to come and talk to us. Um, so we're going to ask you a few questions. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the first question, the obvious one is, is how did you end up becoming a vegan? Because the time you became a vegan, veganism was still pretty niche then. Yes, yeah. Um, so I became vegetarian in 1981 for ethical reasons. And I had a younger sister, three years younger, who I think very quickly followed me, but then she, she became vegan. And... I didn't pay much attention. We only worked out the other day. It was actually, she became vegan six years before I did. And I thought I had like about a year of ignoring her. Mm. And then actually, what, what, what the thing that, that made me become vegan was I actually paid attention when she was talking about the dairy industry and how you basically can't have milk unless you have calves that are born and then killed for veal, etc., etc. Which, you know, my ignorance of biology, I, I actually, I, I find quite a lot of, you know, mature people have no idea that yeah. they think that cows just produce milk yeah. for the, the no, fun yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, so I did listen to her and that was late 1991, I think. Um, so I did it as a New Year's resolution, January the 1st, 1992. So you were the original Veganuary person. Though. I was the original Veganuary, although I kind of knew, I think I had one last ceremonial slice of cheesecake <laughs> for Christmas and it was like, okay, I, because because I'd come at it from the ethical point of view, yeah. it was very cut and dry to me that logically I couldn't be one without being the other. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, and it can't have been easy because we, you know, we were living in Luton, which even now 
isn't the most bohemian place on the, the, mm. the yeah. planet and I think it happened to coincide with a health food shop starting up so we could at least get soya milk I mean it was just mm. so far removed from the way things are today I, I don't really get why people say they're trying there's, there's people I know that say I'm really trying to go vegan or I'm really trying to go vegan a couple of days a week and I just don't get why it is so difficult when it's just yeah, we're surrounded by it now. You know? Which kind of brings us on to the next question around the whole idea of, you know, veganism seems to be, you know, it's massively changed. And, you know, depending on who you believe, there's either half a million vegans or mm. three million vegans mm. in the mm. UK. And, you know, vegan food is everywhere. I guess two quick questions. Number one, could you have ever envisaged that happening way back then? And number two, how do you feel about the way veganism has changed? Do you feel it's, you know, evolved and changed in a positive way? Or are there negatives as well? Um... Yeah, no, the first thing is, yes, I am massively surprised. And it's just the last few years have been phenomenal. And, yeah, I, th I think that is really good. I suppose the downside, to, and it's good that people, you know, I did a debate in here March 2009 mm -hmm. about livestock's impact on the environment. Mm -hmm. So I went from, it was very much the animal welfare ethical thing to start with, mm. but you very quickly learn about the health arguments you learn about the environmental side mm -hmm. of things mm. but it's fair to say when I I just got really frustrated I'd by that point I'd been in parliament a few years and I just got really frustrated that nobody was talking about this aspect of climate change mm -hmm. so I did a debate and um you know people thought I was crazy you know to put it politely were you, you know. sorry were you the only vegan in parliament in those days um I was until 2010 and then two others got elected. Okay. Um, and then I did a debate on World Vegan Day in, I think, 2011, and they came and sat with me. So that was um, Chris Williamson and Kathy Jameson, and they've mm -hmm. both been vegan a long time. Like mm -hmm. Chris, I think, was the 70s. And now, I mean, Kathy unfortunately lost her seat. Now there's me, Chris, um, and Christina Reese again, mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. has been one since I think the seventies. Mm -hmm. She's one of these very healthy people that doesn't eat any sort of fake meats or anything. Oh, I, don't okay. think, I don't think I don't do. I think they're very much your seventies macrobiotic okay. whole food yeah. pulses, whole yeah. food vegans. Yeah, they're very healthy. And then um, the other, there's two of the Bristol MPs, mm -hmm. Darren Jones and Fayum Debonair, that I've both mm -hmm. sort of persuaded to make the leap. And um, are you yeah. working on Mr. Corbyn as well then? Well. I, I mean, he, he, Jeremy is actually, he, I think he describes himself as a vegetarian, but I think he does mm. eat fish sometimes. Oh, okay. So, because we were at a vegan society event at a conference and somebody said, oh, I've heard Jeremy's going vegan. Yeah. And Jenny Chapman was on the panel with me. She said, well, he had fish and chips with me in Darlington the other day. Okay. <laughs> and all these crestfallen faces. Um, but he did say quite recently that he was eating a lot more vegan food. I mean, yeah. Um, so Transitioning, I think yeah, he said. He's, mm. he's sympathetic to it, but... Mm. Um, uh, I don't know if they will ever go the whole way. I am going to try and get some other MPs to do veganuary, but there's others. Um, Andrea Jenkins, the Tory, she's the closest. She says she falls off the wagon. Okay, she wants to says be a bit one. of cheese or something. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's cheese. Okay. Like Caroline Lucas is the one that I really think ought to do it. And she's, yeah. she's yeah. trying to be we, more we vegan. Talk, we've, we've talked, talked about, about this yeah. before. before yeah. Yeah. But she, um, she, I think cheese is the problem. Yeah. So. I guess another question is we, we, and again, this is something we talk about quite a lot is the idea that. You know, we want political change, okay? Mm -hmm. We want, you know, some of the concerns of veganism, vegans to be taken seriously. So we, we put something on the Facebook group and a lot of people came back to us. There were a lot of questions. And 
a lot of it is around farming standards yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. But there doesn't seem to be much of an example of vegan policies anywhere making a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, but kind of what gives you hope? What keeps you kind of pushing for this mm. stuff? Yeah, I think it is one of the problems is there are some areas where politicians lead the way and public opinion follows and this isn't one Mm. of them so I think Mm. maybe on some of the equalities issues and if you look at how far we've come in LGBT rights and that was partly because politicians stuck their neck out and said you know we are bringing in equal marriage and those Mm -hmm. sort of things and there is just not the political will to do any of that so like I said you know I've sort of been raising some of the issues about the, the climate change arguments for a long time now. And you still get when they um, talk about priorities, it's always mm. talking about fossil fuels, the shift to renewables, yeah. or about electric vehicles. Yeah. And, and it's partly the way the departments are structured. So you've now you used to have a separate department for energy and climate change that's now subsumed into the Department of Business and it's got a long title. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas the food and farm one is DEFRA. Yeah. But they yeah. don't have respo- they have a responsibility for adaptation, so the flooding side of things. Mm-hmm. They would talk about net zero farming, which is part and parcel. But even then with that, they tend to talk about how important soil is for carbon sequestration and planting mm. trees. Yeah. And you know, it does get quite frustrating. So, you know, if you look at what's happening in the Amazon, we had a debate about deforestation of the Amazon. Mm. And it was like, when are people just going to say this land use is wrong? Mm. You know, and yeah. there's, there's also this bit of a, you know, one of the other things is, I think a lot of MPs do believe it, but it's certainly put out there by the farming groups, is that British beef in particular, it's all like pasture fed. Yeah. So therefore, there's no connection. So basically, the answer is don't buy imported beef from Latin America. Buy it from here, and it's just not true. You know, there's the the, the soya livestock feed, which is responsible yeah. for deforestation of the Amazon. Is that's what what most of the and particularly you know chicken and you know yeah. it's 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 throughout the food chain. And I think that's getting through. I've had several colleagues recently saying, oh, now we get what you were talking about, and actually you were right. Mm. Really? Um, yeah, so that's It's just Labour colleagues or people? Labour colleagues, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think more broadly, um, there's certainly, there's people that were very gung-ho about the, there was an all-party group on beef and lamb, and they did a ridiculous report on the carbon footprint of that sector yeah. um, quite a few years ago now, and I went on to the debate, and it was all, yeah, it was based on the idea that all they do is eat grass and whatever. Um, And even those people are now, they're they're sort of very much um, more talking about pasture-fed. You know, they they sort of realise that there's an issue. Mm. Um, And, you know, the NFU have come out and they've got a more ambitious target for net zero than than, um, the government actually has. But it is is still, you know, the Committee on Climate Change have had a bit of a run-in with Lord Devon, the chair of it, because he said at the launch of it, they had their... Do a report for the government on yeah. how we reach net zero, and it's really bad in terms of the dietary st- stuff. It's like really unambitious, like twenty mm. percent reduction, but replacing uh, red meat with poultry and pigs. Mm. And, and Lord Devon actually said at the launch, um, "You can't expect people to eat disgusting food." Mm. And and they had some sort of psychology. I've written him a letter now because I asked him about it at a select committee. And he said, oh, these people can't take a joke. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, well, 
you know, it, A, it's actually quite offensive. He, he said it twice. He said it mm. in my, because my least favourite environmentalists are the people that expect people to eat, to have cold homes and eat disgusting food. And mm. I was like, what do you mean, disgusting food? I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said it a bit later when he was talking about the shift to diet. Okay. And then I quizzed him about it at Select Committee like a few months later. And they had, their calculation was that you just couldn't expect people to make that shift. And if you look at how many people, oh, this oh. is the start of the, we sit at 2.30 on a Monday, oh, okay. that's the start of the parliamentary session. Okay. Oh, that's all right. Okay. This is yeah. a seminal moment that we're yeah, part yeah, of right sorry. now. <laughs> defence question, our defence questions, then we get on to Brexit. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, you know, if you look at how many people have made that shift mm-hmm. and how many people are trying to make that shift, um, you know, where's his evidence for it? Yeah, it might yeah. be reflection of what he thinks mm. but that's yeah. not the way you're meant to you know this was meant to be an evidence-based piece of research and sure. it, it, yeah. it just wasn't so. and that's um comes from a kind of emotional perspective doesn't it and totally. actually it's kind of vegans pr problem is, is effectively yeah. what it is in a way isn't it that yeah. people kind of see it perceive it to be tasteless sort of yeah but i think now there is so much um uh, yeah, and that's why yeah people always say, well, what do you think of all the sort of junk food and that? That's not very healthy, and yeah. it's undermining veganism by you know it's, it's undermining the health argument for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I think you know it would still be healthier than the meat-based equivalent. I think that's what yeah. we think, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But it's also it's like you know I've got nephews um, that are sort of going down that route yeah. and that's their transition yeah, you know course, and they're doing yeah, it yeah. not because they've got aunties that have been banging on about it forever it's because <laughs> no, like helps. it's because of like yeah, dry yeah, marks yeah. it's you know they're like sure. mixed race nephews and the you know jme and people like that okay. or even like jay-z and beyonce course, yeah, doing it for yeah, a while yeah. and um uh you know if their entry point to it is kfc now having a vegan option apparently then it's you not know, a bad subway thing, or whatever it? it's not a bad thing yeah. isn't it? you know yeah. so um you in the past have said that you kind of see meeting eating meat as a bit like smoking, and ultimately, people am I, yeah. you know, I'm that you? well, that, that's the line that so when I got made shadow secretary of state for the environment, which mm-hmm. also includes the farming brief, that's the one that the Daily Mail and everyone went so to. So, that's not true, then. Well, no, no, well, what I was asked about is should meat eating be banned, yeah, yeah, considering it's bad for you, and that sort of thing. And I said, well, you have to treat it like something like smoking. I mean, we, you know. I go, I go to sort of um, see kids and you know do Q and A's with kids in infant mm. and primary school, yeah. and they're always saying, "If smoking kills you, why isn't it banned?" And it's like, "Well, good question," you know. <laughs> yeah. And I said, "But basically, the approach to something like smoking or alcohol, um, something that is not seen as a public good, mm-hmm. is you put the information out there and people make the choice. Yeah. But then there are certain public policy steps that nudge people in the right direction." So that's what I was saying, you should treat okay. like smoking. Right. I think the Daily Mail sort of thought I meant that, well, they, they didn't think I meant it, but they would portray it as like, I think that you only allowed to eat burgers on the doorstep in a pouring rain, like oh, smokers yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But, but it's, but the, one of the, the sort of real problems with, um, and it's across like environmental issues, it's across a whole range of issues, is you've got a government at the moment that doesn't, by and large, believe in state intervention or government action yeah. on things. Mm-hmm. Michael Gove was actually, ideologically, he would normally be in that place. That, is t- that bell is to say that prayers are over. So you have okay. three minutes of prayers at okay. the beginning of the day and then the business actually begins. Okay. <laughs> so that'll stop in a moment. So, um, 
So Michael Gove was actually persuaded that we needed to do things. So if you look at right. something like, um, you know, so there's, there's, there's three actors. One is individuals making a choice. Mm. Um, then it's the market deciding mm-hmm. to give people stuff or not give people stuff. Yeah. And then there's the government. And all the evidence is that when the government gets involved, you achieve change far quicker. Yeah. So if you look at the plastic bag tax, yeah. you know, 85% mm. reduction in the first so year. So meat tax, does people talk about that? I don't think, no, there's, um, um, Caroline Lucas did, I, I, I don't know why she did it at the Oxford Farming Conference, that seemed to me to be not the best place to start <laughs> floating the idea, because that's the, that's the traditional yeah. end of the, the, I go to the Oxford Real Farming Conference, which is the agroecology yeah. side of things, but I think she was at the traditional one down the road. Um, and I know actually there's a copy of the House magazine out today where um, a Tory MP has written about it, which I assume that is him arguing against it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I wrote an article about the agricultural bill and how we ought to make sure there's no lowering of standards. We, we read it this energy. morning. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they said, because they, when they approached me about an article, they they said they already had somebody doing meat tax, and I assume that was mm-hmm. Caroline Lucas, yeah. but it's Ben Bradley, okay. and I can't imagine for one moment he's arguing in favour of it. Yeah. So um, I just think, you know, you have to deal with what's possible politically and that is just not something that is possible politically mm. at the moment. Where I think um, we could be most influential is, you know, I've got a copy on my office wall of the Eat Well Guide, which is meant to uh, illustrate what a healthy diet looks like. Mm. Yeah. And the meat section, the dairy section is, there was a row actually, um, some people were very upset when dairy yeah, substitutes remember, were put in yeah. there. Mm. But you know, the protein section um, has alternative forms of protein. And if you were to say that public procurement was to mirror that, which yeah. it just doesn't at the yeah. moment, then that would be quite a good start. And you mm. could actually say, you know, so all the money that's going into like hospital food and preschool meals and all that sort of stuff, which is actually woefully underfunded at the moment, but um, they that would be a way yeah. of shifting diets mm-hmm. to an extent. Mm. I think the land use side of things, that's where the debate is starting to... Um, become interesting because the what happened in the Amazon this yeah. summer yeah. has has brought home to people. And I'm trying to get the Environmental Audits Committee to do an inquiry into land use and whether mm-hmm. you know the proportion of land that's given over to farm in this country is actually used in the best possible way, mm-hmm. which it clearly isn't. Um, so there's a lot of scope, but I just don't think the meat tax is the answer. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we wanted to just ask about Extinction Rebellion, just mm-hmm. just briefly. Yeah. Um, I guess the question is, do you think that uh, it's helpful to promoting better understanding of how veganism can help to save the environment? And do you think that they put enough focus on um, what we're eating in terms of their campaigning? So the last couple of weeks was meant to be a big focus on food and farming, and then yeah. we did something at Smithfield. But yeah it didn't really come through that it was that and mm-hmm. obviously you know i know that the there was an issue about the the tube train incident yeah, and so on down, and the, yeah. some people saying you know most most of the extinction rebellion didn't support that but you have got to try and take people with you and i think my concern so i'm i'm sort of broadly supportive it's good that you know climate change is being talked about on the agenda but it's been talked about in a pretty broad way in the 
it's about um, stronger targets, wanting to see, they've got this three mm. demands bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it tends to just keep coming back to, we want people to be aware of it and talking about it rather than more specific arguments. There is an Extinction Rebellion yeah. farmers. My other, my other sort of slight beef with them is that um, they keep saying politicians aren't listening, but nobody has ever actually asked to meet me. So in Bristol, I find that really quite right. surprising. I, know. I mean, in Bristol surprising. with Extinction Rebellion, you know, they they've never approached the MPs. Yeah. And, and you obviously yeah. you three, you're really of, sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, the other Bad one thing. is, I mean, she's you know she's pescatarian, so yeah, okay. on that. But but yeah, Extinction Rebellion farmers. It's like I I chair the agroecology group in Parliament, yeah. which is all about sustainable food and yeah. farming. So literally. You know, that is what we have been pushing for. I mean, the most recent event we had in Parliament, we had 30, I think 30, it was over 30 MPs and then a handful of peers as well yeah. mm. came along, which is phenomenal. For, we have really good mm. food that offer there, but it was to hear farmers talking about how you can do things, people like the Land Workers Alliance and yeah. so on. Um, so vegan cheese, is it all the way there? Still a long way to go? Or are you a fan? It's a lot better than it was. They're just uh, quite a fan oh, of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the piquant one. Okay. Yeah, that's like, that's good. But yeah, it's it's. Um, I think there's some pretty good ones around. Yeah. Have you been some to of the, the Biolife ones? Oh the, yeah, the Greek one. That's yeah. Good, yeah. Have you been to the the uh, vegan cheesemonger Lafo? No, no, no. Oh my gosh, so I've good. About it. it's, so, it's on Brick Lane now. Oh right. It was yeah. it was in Brixton originally, but they yeah. expanded, so they've moved to Brick Lane now. I really um, should. I really should. Yes. And what 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 nut milk do you have in your tea? I tend to have like a massive variety, so it's when it's um at uh like work it's it's only soya, but at home I quite often have cashew. Um, yeah, I like cashew. Mm. Tea, yeah, yeah. yeah, and have you ever bought a Greg sausage roll from the Westminster tube station here? No, I haven't, but I have had one. I think I've had three. We, there was an event in Parliament where I can't remember. Who it was it must have been the vegan society were giving them away oh, in okay. the very early days and it was funny because the there was some mps there that were very very suspicious of it yeah. and then they ended up saying oh that's, that's, that's as good as the real thing you know there was this well. ulster unionist who was like you know, dup yeah dup democratic unionist and he was like oh, i really enjoyed it and actually i didn't like it uh, i think i enough. had one that was slightly undercooked um and then do you have a favorite vegan or veggie restaurant such I mean oh, what was the there was one that I went to in um so vanilla black is really really nice mm -hmm. that's that's vegetarian isn't yeah. it yeah and musicians union took me there and that was amazing there's one that I went to quite recently which again is at the higher end of things but I think would it be called redemption yeah redemption yeah oh, yeah that was, yeah, that was really nice but um in Bristol we've got Again, we, at Bristol, we've got it's the junk food end of things. Yeah. So, Cafe Kino does a really good BLT. It's a place called Ui that just does loaded fries. Yeah. And that's, and you know, this sort of fake chicken and all yeah. that. And Ui is pretty good, it's got to be said. But, uh, yeah. You're making me hungry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Right, and the last question then the B word. Okay. Mm. Assuming it will happen, okay, and I know there's still a chance it might not happen, yeah. okay. You know, is it an opportunity for vegans in the UK in terms of that? What I'm trying to argue is that, you know, number one, we get much more control over, I guess, over the standards of the food. Number two, we could potentially do, you know, trade deals. We could, you know, follow through on what you were talking about earlier, yeah. about culture. And number three, it might present an opportunity for us to focus back on what do we as a country grow 
and you know, like the guys, Hod and the Dodds are doing, yeah. and all they, you know, and get into growing beans and sovereignty. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could argue that, but actually, there's no reason why you can't do those things when you're in the EU. I mean, France has got really good laws on agroecology and organics and all that side of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and they've got a massive farming lobby. So if France can do it, we could do it. Um, on the standards, yeah, in theory. Well, the thing is with the whole level playing field argument, which is very much what we're talking about this week. Yeah. If you've got a certain um, certain standards and rules and regulations, they are the the lowest case. So everyone has to meet them. There's nothing stopping you mm-hmm. being better than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on animal welfare, there was nothing stopping us being better than that. The only reason you'd want to depart from that regulatory alignment or any sort of alignment is because you want to go down yeah yeah okay and if we were cut out of the european market because we didn't have regulatory alignment the way how do you compete you compete by going down Mm -hmm. and seeking trade deals elsewhere well the idea is that that we could negotiate a position you know from a position of strength with americans on things like chlorinated chicken and hormone pump beef and raptor mining borg and that sort of thing Uh, it's just it's not happening Yeah. yeah And the one thing, I mean, the, the EU was used as an excuse for quite a long, well, for on live exports. That was one of the things that Boris Johnson's always said, oh, the EU mm-hmm. won't let us ban live exports. There was actually a move at EU level to, to put a journey time on so they wouldn't be able to be transported for more mm-hmm. than eight hours. And guess who it was that was voting it down? That was us. So we could have had some influence at EU level. Mm-hmm. Now the government is saying they're doing it, but they're only going to... And they've had they've had quite a long time to sort of bring stuff forward and haven't. But they're only doing it for slaughter, not fattening. Mm. So you could you would still yeah. be able to export an animal abroad when it'd be fattened up for how many days and yeah. then killed. So yeah. you know, um and I mean I suppose there's the foie gras thing, you know, which technically um we don't produce it here but you can't ban imports. Yeah. But they're about the only Upsides, and I think that would be more than outweighed. So by, it's not, yeah. yeah. But we wouldn't have to call veggie burgers veggie discs. <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah. The only benefit. <laughs> I, I don't think that. I, I've been um, sort of occasionally talking to people, and you thought, I, mean, I don't think that was going to happen. But the thing is, though, you're not allowed at the moment, are you, to call plant based milks milks? No. What does everyone call it? Well, milk. Exactly. Milk. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's not the name that is. Mm. I think that's probably a good note to finish on. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Vegan Curious. And uh, the episodes are becoming thick and fast now. They absolutely join us week to week um, as we discover more about veganism. Um, Thank you to Kerry McCarthy for appearing on this week's episode. Um, She was a fantastic guest and what a great way to kick off season two. Yep. And uh, if you want to find out more and, you know, there's you can follow us on social. Yep. But you can also go to our website, vegancuriousuk.com. And there's loads of stuff on there, news stories, updates, yep. taste tests. Exactly. And if you want to get in touch, just drop us an email. We are vegancuriouspodcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. No animals in your meals. Nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels. Come join us if you're vegan curious.
don't feel sad, don't feel blue. So ain't so bad, I swear it's true. Just use the right condiments and you'll even like tofu. Don't be furious, just be vegan curious. Life is good, life is sweet. When on your plate there is no meat, come join us if you're vegan curious. Come join us if you're vegan curious.